Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by the Alliance Safety Council, delivering instructor-led on-site computer lab and online training through more than 100 authorized training providers in 31 states and two countries. Headquartered in Baton Rouge, Alliance is focused on the future of learning technology and training process innovation for business and industry, for safety, and other corporate training needs. More information is at AllianceSafetyCouncil.org. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world. From Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Building a brand is as important to growing a business as developing a good product or services in the first place. This is particularly true in the tech community where there's so much out there and so much rapid change. Joining me today are two guests who have some thoughts and experience on this subject. On the branding side is Stafford Wood, one of the most talented women in Baton Rouge and the founder and owner of Covalent Logic, a full-service integrated communication firm that specializes in branding, corporate communications, graphic design, web design, PR, and crisis communications. Covalent's clients, past and present, include hospitals, banks, state agencies, churches, and nonprofit organizations. Stafford founded the firm in 2005 after spending a decade in the private sector, first with The Advocate, where she helped that paper with its first iteration of a digital product, and then with Etel. Since founding Covalent Logic, Stafford has become a sort of go-to person for the local business community, particularly when there's a need for someone who understands the intersection between the worlds of digital and tech and that of marketing and communications. Stafford, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Thanks for joining me on Out to Lunch. Thanks so much for having me, Stephanie. With me and Stafford to talk more on the tech side is Chris Dykes, who is just the kind of young entrepreneur Covalent Logic might be able to help. Chris is the creator of an app called Idle that promises to bring as much change to the market as have Uber, Waiter, and Airbnb. The Idle app connects users to an online renting community of underused or idle goods, say like a pressure washer or a crawfish boil set that you might only use a few times a year and could monetize by renting out to others. It's been around since 2017 when Chris and his software firm was brought on board by Idle's founders to develop the app. Today, he still has the software firm and is a part owner of Idle, which has facilitated hundreds of deals in the Baton Rouge area and has more than 2,000 users and growing. The idea is to eventually expand to other markets and also to launch a delivery service. Chris, it is the coolest story. Thanks for being <laughs> here today to tell us more about it. Thanks for having me. Well, Stafford, I'm going to start with you because I want to talk about Covalent, but I also think it's just so much fun to have you on this show with Idle because it like I said, it's just the kind of company you would help with marketing and branding. So or they maybe might we'll, help us. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So maybe we'll do a case study in a little while. But first, how much of what you do is marketing and branding, say, versus crisis communication or graphic design? Because they're all really different. I mean, everybody thinks the communication thing is the, is one and the same, but 
very different. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to divide that way. And I guess each year to year, we probably have a have a third, a third, a third, but it'll end up leaning one direction or the other. This last year, we've definitely leaned more towards public relations and stakeholder communications. Um, more okay. than web design and development, mm-hmm. but um, but it was uh, it was a big year the year before for for web design and development. The thing that I, I try to focus on is that uh, for our clients, we solve a br- business problem with whatever tool is needed, whether that's a writer or a designer or a programmer. We don't we don't look at it as um, as we are selling these services, we look at it as we're, we're solving problems. And, and I know you're younger than I am, but when you were coming up in journalism school or <laughs> English or you know, whatever you studied, I mean, there really wasn't web design. I mean, so when a client comes to you with a need, you can get your mind around what kind of message they want to get out. But yeah. <laughs> how do you get your mind around what kind of website they need? And do you have like a whole separate tech team that does that part? We do. We have an interactive division. You know, my degree is in Eastern European, Soviet, and Russian area studies. Gotcha. <laughs> naturally. So why aren't you um, a diplomat? You're not at the UN. What went wrong? I, uh, I always make the joke that when I started college, there was a Soviet Union and there was no World Wide Web. And when I finished college, there was no more Soviet Union and there was a World Wide Web, so I had to uh, I had to adapt to changing market conditions. You, you know, um, what kind of website people need is um, I, I break it down into six basic areas, um, but uh, but it's what what is their business problem that they're trying to solve? Do they need more business? Do they need less business? Do they need to get rid of a, a customer support center? Where, uh, where they want to reduce their call volume and they want their customers to self-serve? Do they need to increase their brand equity and their reputation in the marketplace? And, and from there, we start to prioritize uh, what they need. You know, I, I have the great benefit of having been making websites for more than 25 years. Um, wow. Which, uh, which is, puts me as a grandmother. Well, it's hard to believe that, that websites have been around for 25 years now, yeah. really. Well, yeah. well, speaking of websites, Chris, Idle is an app. You, I mean, like Stafford, actually have your own firm and you do right. software design. Right. But these guys brought you on board and you created this really, really cool app that is Idle. Yeah, yeah, we... Um, we're the technical partners, which I think any time that there's a, a startup, it's good to have a technical partner. So had you thought of something like Idle before when they came to you, or did they say, hey, this is our idea, can you build it? Yeah, it was the latter. They, they said, this is our idea, do you think it's a good idea? And we, you know, we said, we think it's a perfectly fine idea, we think it can work. You know, and we're kind of confused as to why nobody else is really doing it, well, um, which... There was nobody that we could find at the time, and since then, um, one company has surfaced out of out of London, and they've kind of started to migrate over to the states. But it's good to have competition, and it's good that they've kind of proven the model a little bit while we were doing the development at the time. But one of the things that we're kind of trying to do is stay in the in the middle markets at least, mm-hmm. um, because there's there's definitely a geographic component to it you know you've got a market to a geographic area um, and kind of have adequate inventory in a geographic area for it to to kick off and for people to be interested in it we have 
there are people in 16 different states right now who have listed their stuff on Idol. Really? Um, that they've just found found the app. We've done zero marketing outside of Louisiana and particularly Baton Rouge, but um, just because we kind of have to pick, you know, on shoestring budget, kind of have to pick where we're going and, and what um, what area to focus on. But uh, yeah, people are looking for something like this, and they've we've had people in 16 states list items for rent but it's it's kind of hard if if there's not a whole bunch of stuff for people to look at and to look through well that was my question was how was how was the word getting out there and you say it's just viral yeah yeah there's definitely a viral component to it um within baton rouge you know just the the word has been getting out and people have been been listing their items and but we've been doing a little bit more to spawn the um the growth here in baton rouge because we want to prove the concept here and then expand expand to other markets. Speaking of growth, Stafford Covalent has grown a lot over the years. How did this happen? I mean, was your goal to go out on your own? Uh, when how did this vision and how did you grow this this firm? Yeah, I um, I never intended to really be a business owner and and my goal was not to own a business. It was to do what I do. Um, and uh, and that, that involves giving good ideas to business owners and telling them when their ideas are not good ideas. I found that I was much more successful at that when I was not telling that to my boss. Yeah. Um, and that, and that uh, you know, CEOs uh, don't, don't mind if somebody from the outside, you know, confidentially and privately tells them that they should go a different direction. Um, we, we've grown totally organically. I mean, you know, it's the shoemaker's children have no shoes and the baker's children. And we, we don't really do much marketing advertising. Firm doesn't market. Not exactly. really. You know, mm-hmm. we support things that, that I appreciate, like WRKF, um, you know, and, and, other, uh, and other local community uh, organizations. But I don't spend a lot of money on, on advertising. So a lot of it is, is word of mouth and referrals. And I'll have somebody call me up and say, uh, so I was talking to this, to this other CEO at lunch yesterday. And I was telling him about a problem I was having. And he said, you know, you need to call Stafford. And, um, and I don't know what you do because <laughs> what is covalent logic? That doesn't make any sense to me. And, and it leads to a conversation. And, um, and your style is, is sort of tongue-in-cheek. Like I know some of your outbound <laughs> marketing, you send an, e, an email blast, and the subject heading is the obligatory email. Agency right, right, newsletter. Agency newsletter, yeah. right? <laughs> and we do get so many of them, and I just click delete, delete, delete. Right. You know, I mean, how do you make your voice stand above others? Well, uh, for us, you know, um, a, a lot of other agencies write a newsletter, which is all about themselves and what they did and, and the awards they won and the case studies of the project they just worked on. We, we have that as like a, a mention at the bottom of our newsletter, but we focus on who are our clients and what things are interesting to them. Um, one of the pieces of our brand identity is that we're smart and we know a lot of things about a lot of things. Um, somebody once said that I was like Wikipedia incarnate. I know a little bit about everything <laughs> and 98% of it is true. Uh, and so we use that as our voice. It's who I hire. The people I hire are unique, quirky, interesting, and cross-disciplinary. I almost never hire someone who only knows one thing 
They usually have either personal interests, which are totally contrary to their actual um, their, their vocation, or they have a dual interest, which puts them in a, um, in a, in a world where they can think very critically and uh, innovatively. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Stafford Wood of Covalent Logic and Chris Dykes of Idle. Chris, it's just such a good idea. Like, I can't believe that nobody's thought of it before. How do you find it exactly? You go online. Idle yeah. is the name of the app? Yes, and it's available on Android or iOS, so Android or iPhones. And just go in and type in Happy Renting. That's the best way to find it. Oh, Happy Renting. Happy Renting. Okay. Just because... Idle brings up a whole bunch of games and kids stuff, so happy renting is the way to go. Give me the nuts and bolts of, of the app, or, or tell our you know our people who are listening who maybe aren't familiar with it. So yes. You, so, so you go on, mm-hmm. and you search by category? So you can search by pretty much anything. You can just type in whatever it is that you're looking for, and it'll pull it up if it's in the, in the local area. If it's not, it'll pull up something hopefully similar. But, um, yeah, you can list items that you have that you don't use very frequently. Um, there's that, great tailgating stuff and party supplies. Yeah, there's a lot of tailgating. Like, you know, right. the thing you bought that time for that big party. Yeah. The luau <clears throat> set, right? <laughs> and the tiki yeah. torches. Right. There's a lot of things that people would never think about renting. And, you know, we've kind of thought about it in this way that the rental market is kind of like you know, kind of like the taxi cab market was with Uber, where people didn't really use taxi cabs that much unless you were in an area where, if you, unless you were in New York City or right. D.C. or somewhere like that. But um, renting is kind of the same. People don't really rent that much stuff. But when you go on there and you see, you know, a, a, you know, a fire pit or, you know, this bonfire thing that I rented because <laughs> I thought it was really cool and I had thought about it, but it's, you know, kind of an expensive one. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of want to try it out before I yeah. before I buy it. So the renters price the goods themselves. They price them themselves, and what we actually did, they can change. We we set a um, a recommended price just based on a percentage of the value that you say it's worth. Okay. Um, and kind of depending on which range of value it's in, but um, we we thought it, we could just trust everybody immediately to set values, but. Um, set their own rates with no guidance. But they needed help. They were kind of. They, it turns out, people were you know needed a little bit of assistance with. Okay, if you put it price it in this range, people will probably rent it as opposed to, um, you know, half of its total value for to rent it for a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a garage sale. Right, you know? right. Um, so, is there an issue with? Um, I mean, how how do you ensure that that people don't abuse the goods that they rent or that they return them in in good shape? Yeah, we have um, a number of methods. One is to, uh, you can require a deposit and you can set the deposit amount and then that can be used if there's a, some sort of issue. Um, also, there's a dispute resolution process within oh. the app. So if you return it and there's something, some issue with it, they can say, um, you know, basically it asks what, what would it take to make this situation whole? And if the owner says, oh, it would take 50 bucks, We've already got the credit card information. If they agree to it, then it goes straight into, you know, charge the card, $50, everything's good, move on. If they don't agree to it, then we've got something that we need to follow up on. We put a lot of precautions in place for that sort of thing, but um, we've had really good experiences. And, you know, I almost feel like we thought 
too much about all the negative things that people would do. Because people probably and inherently want to take care of somebody else's stuff, right? People are amazingly respectful of other people's stuff in this, you know, in this type of situation. At least in this community, among the users. Gives me faith in humanity. <laughs> yeah. I, I've leased my car through Turo, and people were amazing about that. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, really? it's Airbnb, but for your car. And, right. Um, and right, and, and that's kind of the Turo. Turo and Airbnb are really the only two we're like filling in the gap of everything else. So exactly. anything other than cars and and your, you know, the place that you live in, you can rent out anything else through through Idle. Hmm. But yeah, I, I really feel like um, that's actually a really nice way to position the app, right? It is. Because it, you're positioning it with two strong brands that right. people who've are familiar with, who have proven the concept to say we're the we're the cock in between right. these things. What's the most unusual thing that you've seen posted for rent? Hmm, there's some interesting things. Um, probably the most interesting that rents a lot is the cotton candy machine. Oh, Turns out people need go. those a lot. Or if they have access <laughs> to one, they're going to have kids' right. birthday parties, kid events. Yeah. You know, it's always fun to have cotton candy. And y'all just take a fee off of the top, right? That's how, yeah, we that's just how take Idol a gets paid. 15% fee. It's a simple <laughs> revenue model. Just... Yeah. Um, Fifteen percent of the of the total total rental costs. Stafford talking about things like Idle or Turo. I mean, this disruption economy is changing so fast. How do you, as someone that somebody like Chris might come to, you know, keep up with it all and, and get your head around not just a new idea, but like the whole model has changed, right? right. I mean, the whole paradigm has shifted. Well, and 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 everything is constantly changing. That's, right. That that's too. why it's so important to be able the to idle thing figured out, and we're on to the next thing, right? Right. It's it's important to be able to read, write, and think, challenge, question, um, figure out uh, what are the implications of this. What's the what's the spectrum of what could happen because of it? You know. Um, and just looking at uh, at at marketing in general, I always I always talk about how you know this concept of mass media is something that was that was very unique to a few hundred years of human history. Yeah, and that prior to that we had word of mouth. And all social media is is word of mouth. So so what you're trying to do with marketing is influence someone else not to buy your thing, not to like your thing, not to want your thing, but to want to tell someone else about your thing. So it is all about incepting an idea in someone else of this is so cool, I need to tell someone about it. Because everyone who hears about Idol, they may not go on and rent something right now, today. They may not need it today. They may not be interested in it today. But once they hear about it, they want to tell someone else about it. And eventually, after they tell 10 people, one person's going to want to rent, and the other nine will over the next two years. Mm -hmm. That's a great way of thinking about it. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and word of mouth doesn't change. People yeah. people are interested in ego, emo, and and info, <laughs> information, emotional change, and something that makes you look smarter, better, richer, um, yeah, prettier than wow, everybody that's else. A great, <laughs> that's a great way of thinking about that it. That is so, true. So when you look at something like Idol, I mean, what would you what would you do if if, if if they were your client and okay, you so on to the fly. Um, <laughs> so there's a couple of ways to go. 
One way is to specifically try to brand, to take what I was saying earlier, you know, what right. your, your statement about from Turo to Airbnb, where everything in between, to kind of do the Amazon model of A to Z. I would look at the cotton candy machine, and from there, I would buy Google ads for $10 to promote mm-hmm. cotton candy machine rental specifically mm-hmm. as a thing within the geographic region literally geofencing the 7 miles around where the candy cotton candy machine is available for rent and then i go and i look at something else and if i'm a business person then i'm looking at what's running for the highest rates and what's running most frequently i take those two specific things i put $100 into google ads on each one and from there i start to model where am Am I making mistakes and where am I betting right? The beautiful thing about online advertising is that it's low stakes, low entry, and you can experiment. So sometimes we'll take a product we're trying to market, right? 50 Google ads for it, put all 50 ads into the system, target them at a very specific niche audience, and then we watch what performs well. And you and know from, right away. And you know right away. From there, I take that headline and I buy the full page ad with that headline because I know it works for the target market. Chris, you have other things, though, going on in your life. I mean, Idol's just a part of what you do. You have your own software firm. What other kind of products are you developing through that? Right. So Clear Blue Design is our software firm. It's myself and Peter Phillipchick. We had worked together for... 12, 13 years in the industry before uh, starting this company. Okay. Um, so we have a number of different clients. We've got um, a client out of Austin who um, is in the healthcare space. So their software sits in the middle of electronic health records and any other um, system. So they connect to all the different electronic health records out there, and then you just have to connect to them. So that's one of the things that cool. we do. Um you know, Chris, it's really interesting when you're talking about, about you and Peter, right? Mm-hmm. So in my firm, I have Stacey Vincent and Trey Russell and Polin Wu, and we all worked together at our former yeah. company and, and created this company. While I'm the owner, we created it together based on shared values, based on trust and knowledge of the skills and experience of the other person so while we were not business people we knew how to do our craft together i mean trey trey wasn't there in the beginning but he came on board since and fell right back into the same vibe that we had had you know for Mm -hmm. years together and 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 in entrepreneurism People don't focus on it enough that that trust and respect and... Oh, I think it's critical. It and, is. And I think, uh, you know, there's not very much easy about starting a business no. and building it from the ground up. <laughs> not at all. So it definitely helps to know. I mean, it really, it's the closest thing to a marriage that you can have in, like, being a business partner with somebody. Um, so knowing that you can work well together and that you have a history of working well together... You know, yeah, well, and, and so you've done this now twice, and you are in the process of doing it twice. I mean, you've started Clear Blue Design and now started Idol. Yeah, so <laughs> so Idol is one of those, um, you know, it's a product that we're the, the technical partner for, but we still have Clear Blue Design, and we, you know, that's our our core business, and we, you know, we're always developing software and uh, for other clients as well. That's great. Yeah. How is um, 
how is Idle? I mean, have y'all had to go out to try to get some startup capital? Have you been shopping it around or? Yeah, we're in the process of that. Luckily, um, you know, the, the founders kind of came to um, to the table with with their their own money to start, which always helps. And it keeps things, um, you know, it's been kind of a bootstrapped project to the, to this point. And I feel like that's always a pretty good approach because you're not at the mercy of other people and at the mercy of investors too soon. Right. Um, we were able to get a completely a complete product out. You know, something that that does the job and generates revenue before um, really going after outside money. Well, and that was one of the things about the about the the bubble and then the dot bust. You know, twenty yeah. years ago almost was was people threw money at things and so they built features that they didn't have to build and they created business models that were never going to be profitable whereas when (laughs) it's your own blood sweat and tears and your own mortgage which is on the line you suddenly build what is absolutely necessary that mvp before you start adding on the bells and whistles that would be fun right and and I mean, it sounds like you you built your business in the same way, where, oh. where it's you know. I didn't have ground a, up, I didn't have a savings. It was it was. Up, I have a credit card. that has got a twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> right. limit. Let's wow. buy a computer. Did you um, did you ever have to go out and get investors, or you yeah. just secured regular bank loans no, for whatever financing and no, you needed? No, no loans. So so I have I have a line of credit, and I have a good relationship with a, a great banker, um, but. Uh, but as a general rule, covalent, you know, I started with that credit card, bought a computer, the next month paid the credit card off, and then the next month paid myself what I had been making before. Um, and then the Pretty next good. month paid myself <laughs> more than I had been making before, and, and the trend continued. Um, we, were, we were operating on that cash basis. It means you don't buy a fancier chair than you need. Mm-hmm. It means you don't buy, um, you know, more equipment than you need. You don't print more letterhead than you need. You don't do any of those things more than. And and the other part of it is, you know, we have a, a bonus pool where our employees share in the profits. And it means that, you know, my assistant sends out an email company-wide saying, return your pens to the supply room because I don't want to spend $18 of my money on new pens when y'all are hoarding them at your desk, you know? And, And so because... We've created that sort of, you know, I mean, it goes back to Eastern European, Soviet, and Russian area studies. We operate as a little <laughs> communist thing that shares in the profits, and it means everybody treats it as their own business. Well, Stafford Wood and Chris Dykes, you both are bringing so much to the local market, bringing the community together through apps, technology, and better ways of communicating. So keep it up. We look forward to following your continued success, and thanks so much for being here today on Out to Lunch. Thank you so Thank much. You. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Chris Dykes of the Idle app and Stafford Wood of Covalent Logic. You can find out more about Idle and Covalent Logic by going to our website, itsbatonrouge.la. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino, Dave Winwood, and Ann Edelman. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, it's batonrouge.la, and on our Baton Rouge Facebook page. You can hear this show and past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts, including Spotify, and at itsbatonrouge.la. 
Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for its BatonRouge.LA and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily, 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by the Alliance Safety Council, delivering instructor-led on-site computer lab and online training through more than 100 authorized training providers in 31 states and two countries. Headquartered in Baton Rouge, Alliance is focused on the future of learning technology and training process innovation for business and industry, for safety, and other corporate training needs. More information is at alliancesafetycouncil.org and by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world. 